Welcome to Adventures in God with Jared Lasky. Our hope is that you will be encouraged and equipped through this podcast as we have conversations with friends from around the world. You can subscribe to our podcast and go to our website, firebornministries.com, and sign up for our email list to stay up to date on Fireborn Ministries. And may you have your own adventures in God. And now we hope you enjoy today's podcast. I've got Thomas Otranto on the phone right now. I'm so excited for this opportunity to be talking to him, for him to be sharing his testimony and what the wonderful Holy Spirit has been doing in him and through him. He has an incredible prophetic gifting and an amazing testimony. Thomas, it's good to have you in today. Hey, it's good to be on. Thanks for inviting me. My pleasure. My pleasure to serve. I see God doing some incredible things through your ministry. You've got an amazing testimony. You do this online prophetic ministry, which I find very amazing and unique. It's filling a need. A lot of people are spiritually hungry out there, and I reached out to you, and you gave me an incredible word. Please share your testimony of what God is doing in you for amazing adventures. In Sunday school, and I raised my hand because I wanted to go to heaven with Jesus and walk on streets of gold instead of burning in hell. I was baptized shortly thereafter that, and then in my teen years, I totally rebelled, and even if I just got off and did everything the world did, and then I would come back to the church and, oh, God, forgive me, help me, and then fall back into sin. God, help me, forgive me. And I was doing this thing back and forth, and my dad was ex-military in the SEALs in Vietnam, and so my idea of what God was was either obey the rules or pay the consequences. You know, just a God up there with a big hammer ready to hurt you if you didn't do what he said. And so I didn't really know the love of God, but I knew the Bible, knew all the hymns in the hymn book. Uh, I've been on mission trips, paid my tithe every time the doors open, I was there, but really didn't know him. I knew about him. I knew his word. I read all the Bible stories. And in my uh, later, I was in... Uh, Washington State with the government, and I was out there for five months, and um, I found a good church out there, Westside Baptist Church, and it was a good family church, good atmosphere. People loved the Lord, but while I was out there, threw my wife and my youngest son out there, and we were, you know, doing the TDY thing all together, but one night, um, I was just falling asleep, and it was like something thumped me in the chest, and um, I heard clear as day, it's like somebody was standing right behind me speaking to me, said, you have a form of godliness, but you deny the power thereof. Wow. And it happened three times that night. It was Tuesday. I remember it just like it was yesterday. And then the next night, it was two times. And then the following night, it was one time. It was three, two, one. It was Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And I and I knew God was dealing with me. And, and I kind of knew already because I was just falling into sin. But putting my suit and tie on Sunday and doing the Christian thing. But just not exactly what he said. I had a form of godliness, but I denied the power. And then that Friday night, he gave me another verse, and he said, In that day, many, it was Matthew chapter 7, In that day, many will come before me, saying, Lord, Lord, that might be this in thy name, and that in thy name, cast out demons, all these things in thy name. And he said, Depart from me, you work of iniquity, for I never knew you. When I heard that knew you part, it was like he stuck his finger in my chest. And um, I knew exactly then that um, it was not about knowing about him. It was about having a relationship. That Sunday, I went to Westside Baptist Church, and this is, I never heard of this. You know, we didn't really talk about that because the prophetical gifts were done away with when the apostles died according to what they taught. And so um, we didn't have a parameter for all these things that was happening to me. And I didn't even go into the early years where I had visitations with, I saw angels and different things happen and supernatural things, but it was just that 
Sunday morning and God poured liquid love on me. I could feel it like honey. It was running on me and I didn't, I'd never heard of anybody talking about it, but I knew what it was when it happened. I was like, I feel liquid pouring on me like honey. And it was, it was pure love because it just broke me. And I went forward and got saved that day for real. And that was in August 12, 2012. And I came back to my church here in Chesapeake, Virginia. And I was going five months, and I came back, and everybody was like, well, God, you're back. We're glad you're back. And the only thing I could do was say, let me tell you what God did. And um, I told them about what happened, you know, about the waking me up and liquid love. And it traveled through that Baptist church, independent Baptist church, like it was fire. And that next following message was, pastor it up, and it was like, God does not work that way today. Oh, All man. The were done away with it. And as he did that, I've never felt the grieving in my spirit. Spirit, like so uncomfortable, I couldn't even really stand. I knew right then that I had to go find another church. But long story short, I went started going to the Church of God, and then everybody was speaking in tongues and all this stuff. And it even took me a while to even be able to raise my hands and worship because we never did that in the Baptist church. You know, it was kind of all foreign to me. But God was working in me, and I started getting a hunger for wealth. Thank God that I wanted, you know, I want to speak in tongues. I want to be able to do that. But for three months, nothing, nothing. I couldn't get it. They laid hands on me, put oil on me. You got it. It's in you. Just open your mouth and. Nothing, nothing. So now I went to TDY to Charleston, South Carolina. I went in my hotel room and I closed the door and I said, God, I've heard good preaching all my life, but you, that's not for today. And I said, I've heard other good preaching that says you're the same yesterday and today forever, Lord. I said, I'm so tired of hearing what man has to say. I said, God, I have to know what you say. And um, I'm not going to eat a thing until I hear from you, God. And if I die, I die, and I meant it. So I went all that week. I was working at Goose Creek Naval Weapons Station, and I was coming home into my hotel room. No TV, no nothing. I just had um, worship music on, and I was getting into my Bible, and I was reading, and I was worshiping, and no food, just water. And then Saturday morning, I, had, I, I woke up, and Terry Joe was on, the Revolution song, and I just stuck my hands up in there, and I just started worshiping because I was just remembered he saved me, he woke me up, and he gave me verses, and I was just thanking him for what he did for me. Wow. And when that happened, I was just worshiping and just pure worship. And then all of a sudden I felt a rumbling in my stomach and it started working its way up. I opened my mouth up and it came out and it sounded like Arabic. And then it went to um, Native American and then it went to Asian dialect. And it was like for an hour straight. And I was afraid to stop because I was naive. I thought I was going to have to fast another week before it happened again. But as soon as I opened my mouth again, it came right out. And I just, right from that point, this is the catalyst. I looked up to God. I said, God, I'm so sorry I ever doubted you, but I'll never doubt you again. I said, I want everything you got for me. And that set me on the course of hunger, and the hunger is a key element that starts the prophetic. And I was hungry, and I was devouring books. My wife called me up about a month later. I was down, and she goes, did you know you spent $300 at the Christian bookstore last month? I'm like, yeah, I know, because I was going in there, and I was like, oh, i got to have that book. i got to have that book. And I, and I would read a book about a day and a half, and I wasn't even a reader before, really. You know, I just would watch TV. But, man, I couldn't get enough. And I would just read about Wigglesworth and Gall and Clark and all the great, it said anything in there that I was like, and the Holy Spirit would speak to me, and I'm like, oh, i got to have that, and i got to have that, you know. So one day I was in there and I was getting another book and I walked past this black gentleman and he was getting a Bible, whatever. I said, that's a good book. And I said, yeah. And I went to the charismatic section. And within about a minute, he walks up and he walks up to me and he goes, excuse me, sir. I don't even know this guy. He goes, excuse me, sir. And I go, yeah. He goes, are you a pastor? And I'm like, no, sir. He said, well, let me tell you something. He said, the anointing of God's all over you. Amen. He goes, I'm from Connecticut. I'm not even from here. He says, I'm here to pray for my brother that's dying in hospital. But he says, when God tells me to speak to somebody, I speak to him. And he says, he says, he didn't say it as maybe. He said, this is what's going to happen to you. 
He said the Holy Spirit's going to move upon you, and when it does, you're going to immediately know what you're calling you. He says you're going to have a unique calling. He says you're not going to be an evangelist or pastor. You're going to have a unique calling. He says, and then he went down to his knees, and he probably chopped both of my legs. He said, and stand firm because you'll be attacked from within the church. Don't worry about it because God's hand is upon you. That's right. And that's kind of really where the first call or where somebody he didn't even know me out of the blue came up to me and gave me that word, which kind of was burning in me anyway because I was so hungry. And then shortly after that, you know, because I was praying in tongues, it was like pouring gas on the fire. So I went back to my home church, and I was just in the prayer intercessory group. And so in the prayer and intercessory, as I was entering in for others, I would start feeling things. I would pray for people, and it was like I was feeling what they were feeling. And I didn't know what was really going on, but if, like if they were going through trauma, I would like feel it, and I would feel the burden and the sorrow, and I was like, and people were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like I started knowing things. And so that's where it kind of started. And then as I started praying more for people, and I, I didn't start, I, I still don't do this. I still don't go around telling people I, I'm this and that and I'm a prophet. I, I don't do that. I don't, I'm kind of weary of anybody that self-promotes. I really do. Right. Because I know that the key is humility, That's right. hunger, and compassion. And hunger to know him and compassion for others. That's the key that opens the flow for me, and it flows out of me that way. And so I just started being available at church. So I would just pray for people, and then people would start coming up to me. And, and then, you know, when you start saying stuff to people that nobody knew, it's like, how'd you know, you know? And then it kind of travels around, and more people come to you, more people come to you. You don't have to promote your gifts and make an opening for you, right? And if people that stand up and we're well, always talking about what they're doing and my ministry and this. I call it eye disease, eye this and eye that. That's I, right. I, I kind of stay away from that kind of people. I, I really look for really people that their their heart and their actions speak louder than their words. That's the kind of people I try to surround myself around. That's kind of why I'm within Dream Church right now. It's totally awesome church. Long story short, I'm trying to bring it in. The reason I got on Facebook and started doing it, I'm like, well, if I got these, it's always to give away. That's it's right. It's not to sell. It's not to keep it to myself, but it's to help others, right? It's to build up the church. And some people differ with me on this, and it's also for correction and love. We have, so when we're speaking, we have to speak what's on his heart, not what's on ours. And a lot of people kind of reject certain things because they look at people with prophetic gifts like we're a coke machine. is like, you know, tell me what I want to hear. I'm not in it to tell you what you want to hear i'm going to tell you what you need to hear yeah and but it has to be done in love and it has to because you know that's his but the father's heart you know and a lot of people don't understand it's like is prophetic gift actually correction yeah because it's like the father is like we're his children and if we're in the yard playing ball and you're getting ready and the ball goes in the street and you're getting ready to run after it the father may raise his voice and he may say no don't do that and stop and may even spank you a little bit to say, I don't do that no more because not because I'm mean and a bad daddy. It's just because I love you. And I, I see that that's going to be a hurtful thing for you. And I have to, like a shepherd taking his um, staff and pouring around the sheep's neck and pulling it back in. You know, it's got to be correction, but it's not always in a Greek mindset. It's in a Hebraic mindset, right? It's because we love, we feel, and it's because, and you can tell. So I always try to stay away from people that give words in anger or give words in you do this, thus saith the Lord. I, I, I really, really, I, I don't think I hardly ever remember saying, thus saith the Lord. I, I will say, I feel, or I think, or, or whatever. I, I, I really carry the gifting 
carefully because we have to also realize our limitations that we we do look for through a glass darkly and that we can make mistakes, you know, and that and the idea that prophets don't ever make mistakes or prophetic people don't make mistakes, that's kind of, you know, you go back and look at Jonah, right? He went to Nineveh, it's going to be destroyed in 40 days, it didn't happen, right? So, and there's other things in there where the prophet, you know, the, what the guy told Paul, if you go to Jerusalem, this is what's going to happen and again. So there's different things, right? So we have to understand that we kind of see it, we kind of feel it, we kind of relate to it, but we also have to realize that without him, we can do nothing. We're limited. It's not us. It's all him. And sometimes the filter might be clogged or we feel one thing and might say it a different way. Sometimes God reveals things in such a way that we have a hard time putting it into words. And so, so the English language sometimes gets in the way. There's lots of things that yeah. get in the way. Our own thoughts sometimes get in the way. Our own feelings sometimes get in the way. So we have to be careful about saying, thus saith the Lord. But right. I'm, 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 I'm going to try to get back on track and track. But here's what happens. The more I started giving to people on Facebook, it just kind of grew and grew and grew because people were so hungry for it, right? I would put it out there, you know, free prophetic words and also do dream interpretations. And that's a whole other thing. I'm not one for um, symbolism and cookie cutter. I don't do that. I always enter in. I always see what the Holy Spirit could you dream about a dog, it may mean one thing to you, or yeah. what another person may mean something totally different. So it always has to be spirit-led interpretation, but that's a whole other subject. But the thing where I'm going is, is sometimes, you know, I'll see somebody's name, and, and I'll just get, like, tons of downloads. Like, I've known this person I'm watching, and other people, I kind of struggle to get things, and I'll try to get them a verse or something, because it's not like a switch I flip off on one, it's something that God gives me, Right. I know I can ask and I can enter in. I usually get stuff for people, just sometimes more than others. And then it's kind of amazing because sometimes I'll start, I'm like, I don't have anything. I'll have a verse or I'll get a picture, you know, like, or I'll start feeling something like, and so I'll just type in, here's what I feel. And as I start typing and it's in the, it's like the floodgates open up and I start getting more and more and more and more and more. Next thing I know, I got a whole paragraph so where I didn't have nothing. I just kind of stepped out of the boat and just kind of on faith and said, God, you know, what do you have? What, you know, and I would feel it and, as I would give it, it was like one step at a time, revelation one step at a time, and I would give what I was receiving, I'd get more, and I'd give that, and I'd get more, right? Or other times, I would, I could walk into a room of people, and this has happened to me in um, Elizabeth City at the Forerunner Church. I walked into the room, I was just a visitor, and as soon as I walked in the room, everybody I walked by, I was getting words for. And it was just like, to the point where I went up there, and the pastor asked me to come up front, and I wasn't even on the menu for that day and the wow. next thing you know you know and it was just like the holy spirit took over right so amazing things happen when you walk like that and it's a shame even in the charismatic church that the prophetic people are not totally received well and we still have the mindset where we have the pastor wants to do everything right and so i'm seeing a big need for the embracing of the fivefold ministry that we i really don't see you know the offices there's a resistance there that God's going to have to break down. I see it coming. God's going to do a work. And I had a, a vision about that, but, you know, about God replacing the Saul's and with David's got after his heart. And, and it was a big thing when Jesus put the table. It was a vision I had. But um, I've had several of them kind of visions and dreams. Um, I don't get them all the time. Sometimes I get dreams and I don't remember that it's a future download and then, I'll be walking all of a sudden, I get an aha, deja vu, and it's because of something that God gave me that it was for a time to re release. I don't know if you're relating with that, but. Oh, absolutely. Just, there's a lot of things that happens, happens to me that I don't really, there's no 
you know, I'm kind of weary of prophetic people trying to pattern their life. As, oh, I read it in a book, and, well, you know, James Gall does it this way and that way, and I'm like, well, that's him. You know, he's a different, unique person with a different kind of calling. Yes, it's all prophetic, and it all fits within a parameter, but everybody's spiritual DNA is just like their physical DNA. It's all different. God uses us. You know, we're many tools in his toolbox for a particular time, for a particular calling, for such a time, right? And so we have to realize that um, when we try to pattern ourselves after somebody else, we may miss our calling, and we get out of the stream, and we get stagnated and put on a shelf, and we won't get we get frustrated when we're trying, and we and we try to do things on our own, and it can't work that way. Right. And it just don't work that way. It has to be out of relationship, and so in, intercessory spending time with him. And his presence is seeking his face and being still and not coming before him with a shopping list, you know. Yeah, there's just time to pray and intercede for others, but not to, God, do this and give me that and work this and that. And I just, it's just, Lord, what's on your heart? That's right. Help me to see me like you see me. I mean, help me to see others like you see others. Wait upon him and then he'll just start feeling things and he'll just start giving you, like, I call it like daydreaming or imagination. It's just kind of like your imagination. He just starts giving you things like that, and you just kind of, you're riding on a stream of prophetic, and it just kind of just communes, and that's just where a lot of, I get a lot of things from. It's just in that secret place, and even when it's like instantaneous, like, if I go online and somebody gives me a word or something, I still have to just go into my spirit and recognize, okay, Lord, what do you have, right? It just that little, you know, that secret place could be anywhere. It can be in the bathroom. It could be at your desk at work. It could be driving down the highway. It's just a matter of entering into tapping into knowing who he is and who you are in him and that relationship, right? And it's just like, and then knowing it grows and then you just kind of know that he's good and he's, and he's, and his word's true, and he's faithful, and everything he said, and all his promises are yes and amen, and when you start walking and knowing that, and you, like, a resting and know, it's like, you just know that he's good, and he has good gifts, and he wants to talk to us, and so, once you kind of build that relationship, it's like you can almost tap into it anywhere, even if you're not getting anything, there's been times where I just felt his presence as so heavy, and I wasn't getting any words or anything, I was just feeling his presence. It was sweet and it's good and it fills a hole in our spirit and soul that nothing else can feel. It's just his presence. It's just his way of loving on us. And, and that's where it kind of comes from. I hope you're enjoying this conversation with Thomas Otranto on Adventures with God. But we're going to take a short break right now and be back right after this. Right before Jesus ascended into heaven, he gave his disciples the Great Commission, promising them the precious gift of the Holy Spirit. In Acts 1 verse 8, Jesus said, You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. With the Holy Spirit as your teacher, Jared Lasky developed a new Bible study journaling system that is sure to equip you in your adventure with God. The Spirit Empowered Journal offers life-changing steps that will enhance your biblical studies. This journal will not only help you know how God spoke in the scripture, but also what he is speaking to you now. This is an incredible approach to Bible study, empowering your spiritual journey. Your relationship with the Holy Spirit and understanding of the scriptures will increase as you use the Spirit Empowered Journal. Buy your paperback copy on Amazon.com or FirebornMinistries.com. 
I love it. I love it. I appreciate everything that you said, even about titles. I believe that prophetic ministers, for the most part, just need to be recognized and affirmed, just like any anybody else. When you're ordained into ministry, it's just a confirmation or affirmation of how people see the call of God on you. We don't need the titles. We just need the, re- the relationship, number one, with God, and then number two, with other people in a community of faith, a church. Because there are rogue prophets out there. Bad things can take place when people are rogue or self-entitled or anything. You know, you, you mentioned the, the Facebook prophesying, the on, social media prophesying. And, you know, the scripture says, freely you've received, freely give. What has been, in your experience, people's response to your online prophecies? I, I mean, has it been very positive or is there some people that are just kind of leery of it? I would say, I'm not, I'm be careful, I'm not trying to be, Braggacious, but I would say I would have 90 to 95 percent or higher positive results. I'm always okay with people saying, Well, that was pretty close, but you were a little off here and all. And I'm like, Because I always, when I go, here's what I do I always give a word and I always ask for feedback. That's good. So good. I'm growing too, and I want to know. Yes. I'm trying to separate the voices, right? Because sometimes our own voice may get in the way or whatever, or I'm feeling something, and then sometimes I know I'm spot on. The person says, no, 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 and then later on they'll come back. I've had this happen more than once. You were right on, but I was not what I was expecting, but it was not what I needed kind of thing. I try to be careful not to give what I'm not hearing. I I don't want to just fabricate anything. So sometimes I'll just, and maybe use something like an encouraging word, and there's so much that we can just reach in Scripture and pull out and give people because for the most part people are starting from work for Rhema. So if I'm reading the word and I'm getting rhema, I can give rhema prophetically, you know, and a lot of people have a hard time getting, you know, rhema. The doctrine is is good, you know, so there's never going to be a prophetic word that will go against scripture. Right. Scripture is a foundation, and so we, we, Love we it. have to have a good foundation in scripture, and we have to make sure that the word that we're giving comes into alignment with that. And That's right. Getting back to your question, the, I have very positive report. I have multiple people come back to me. Um, I've had people that go to Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry that call me asking for, they're like, I had this dream. Nobody else can help me with it. It's not, I'm getting words, but it's not resonating with me. What are you getting? Because there's been several times I've given them and they were like, that's it. It's like, you know, when Daniel gave, I think Belshazzar or is it Nebuchadnezzar or the the word where he didn't give him the the dream or the you know interpretation and even um, Joseph when he gave um, Pharaoh the interpretation it resonated right so yeah. when you're giving somebody a true word it's going to resonate in your spirit and they're going to know hey you're hearing right you're That's doing right. right and they'll come back to you and and then the word travels and they'll do on Facebook I'm also in prophetic dreams and vision groups and prophetic groups I started off doing like you get a word get a word you know that kind of thing exercise. And then people just start to get to know you. And then when you just start to be very accurate, then people just kind of look you up. And it's like, somebody told me that I had this and and you were the one I needed to get a hold of. And all. can you tell me, you know, whatever like that. And it just kind of grows, right? And then it even got to a point where I was doing this every week. And then it got to a point where I don't even hardly ever put it up there anymore because I have enough people just coming to Messenger just asking me, right? So... And it gets to the point where I only have so much time in the day. You know, I have a full-time job or church and family and all that. I have to keep it in balance. And so there's there's times where I don't, I got enough people asking already. I don't even have to put it out there, right? 
it just kind of grows because there's a great hunger out there for people. Well, you know, I need to know what God's saying. I need direction. Or um, they're just hungry for it, right? And or I'm, I got this dream and it and it just woke me up and and here's what happened. And I need so I would give them detailed dream interpretations. And a lot of this stuff's life changing stuff, you know. Yeah. So we have to be careful how we carry that. You know, God just God don't trust with anybody to give His words. And then he only trusts that he gives his secrets and his heart to his friends. And so if we're not spending time with him in relationship and just that sweet communion of that loving relationship with him, then we're not going to be hearing what we'll be dull of hearing, right? He don't usually scream, he usually whispers. So if you're not close to him where you can hear his whisper, you're not going to really be able to give clear instructions that may change somebody's life. So... For instance, if somebody would say, and I, I try to stay away from this, they'll be like, should I marry this guy? Is he the right one? I try to stay away from that. But if I, if I'm going to give you direction or whatever, and I'll try to use scripture or whatever, but I would, I'd be very careful to say somebody would say, yeah, he's the right one. He's the one God gave you. And then three months down the road, they're divorced or something or whatever. It's because, and you mishandled God's, you know, and you're doing damage to the sheep. The higher your office, the more the responsibility and the more the consequences are. You can look in the in the Word of God where uh, um, Elisha had his assistant go out to Naaman and say, "Yeah, give me the the gold and the clothes or whatever," and he died of leprosy. Or or the the people that came in there and says, "We sold all our land and here's all the money," and they dropped dead. Right. So we have to be careful because there's weight to what we carry. God just don't trust that with just anybody. Yes, that's right. It's a great responsibility to carry the glory. A mentor of mine had said there's there's a rule or a policy that he'd had in his life. It's don't touch the gold, the girls, or the glory. And you'd be good. Yeah, you know, good give Jesus <laughs> all the credit. It, all the glory belongs to Jesus. So, Thomas, yeah. thank you so much for that amazing testimony. I, I know that we could probably talk a whole lot more, but we're kind of oh, yeah, running out of time. <laughs> yeah, what is the best way that people can get in touch with you and your ministry? So, um, if you're local here to the area, contact Green Church. So, I've been called into the prophetic, actually, part of the staff. I'm, I'm connected with Dream Church. If you can look it up online or Facebook. And then also Facebook connection, Tom Sotronto. Um, I'm available there. Uh, message me. To, I get back to everybody that messages me one way or the other. I keep my personal information and stuff pretty much personal, you know, my family area and all that. I keep that where it needs to be. But if you want to contact Dream Church or contact Tom Sotronto on Facebook, that's probably the best way to get a hold of me. And then we'll take it from there. And if God leads it, I'll give you my number and my address and all that and, and face-to-face. And, and, but that's all, you know, as led by the Spirit. Veronica Ortiz, Rivera's worst nightmare came true November 16th, 2010. When her doorbell rang at Camp Lejeune in Jacksonville, North Carolina, three men were standing outside two U.S. Marines and one man wearing a U.S. Navy uniform. At first, she didn't know why they were there, but reality set in when one of them said, we need to speak with you regarding your husband. May we come inside? 
In this heartfelt story about grief, family, and appreciating our nation's heroes, she recalls hearing the devastating news that her husband, Javier Ortiz Rivera, had been killed in Afghanistan by an improvised explosive device and how she broke the news to her children. In this book, she celebrates the memory of her husband, their love, and how her family stuck together during the most difficult of times. Drawing on their faith, they continue to honor their hero through how they live their lives. Written by Veronica Ortiz Rivera and Jared Lasky, you can purchase a paperback, hardcover, or ebook of Veronica's Hero online from Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, Lulu.com, or the Apple Store. There's a lot of people that are hungry to hear that, you know. I could tell you some amazing visitations where I actually saw angels and actually prayed with them. And people are hungry for that, too, you know, encounters. And, and they want the real thing. And they want, they, you know, they want to see the power of God. They want to see what God says. They want to see a move of God. And there's such a hunger, even in the churches, for a move of God, right? And it all starts in a relationship with Him, right? And that's the secret. Awesome, awesome. Thank you so much for listening to our conversation in Adventures in God. We hope that Adventures in God encouraged and inspired you to press into Jesus and launches you into your own adventure. Subscribe to our podcast and go to our website, firebornministries.com, and sign up for our email list to stay up to date on Fireborn Ministries. And may you have your own Adventures in God.